Hello everyone, how's it going? Nice to see you. Glad to see you're listening again. Welcome to the Tiger Sports Livestream Network podcast. I'm your host, Blake Walker. We are back, finally. January 6th was the last time we did an episode. That was all the way back at the beginning of the year. Jaden Gibson sat in and talked with us. It's been a very busy year ever since then. Finally, in the month of May, we're back doing a podcast, and maybe we'll get back going just a little bit stronger. Today, we are going to be sitting down and going over the baseball and softball schedules for this upcoming summer for the Tiger Sports Livestream Network. I'm going to talk about the soccer game we did last night, and uh, we're also going to preview or show, I should say, the interviews that we did with all the state track athletes that are competing at the state championships this week. All that and more coming up on episode number 47 of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network podcast. Hey there, I'm Joey Pauliai, third generation owner of Pauliai's and Grinnell. Since 1957, we've been serving you the flavors you savor. Dine in, carry out, or pick up our frozen pizzas for a night in. Our promise to you... Everything is made from scratch, and we only use the freshest ingredients, guaranteed. Plus, get your kids signed up for our Pax Pals program to get free pizza and shirts. Visit polyeyesgrinnellia.com or ask your server how to sign up. See you soon at Polyeyes Pizza Grinnell on 5th Ave between Main and Broad Street. Alrighty, welcome back. Once again, thank you to Polly Eyes for sponsoring today's podcast. You know, I always tell my dad, uh, you know, Joey did a great job with that commercial. That's on KGRN. That's we do our commercial or that's our commercial on our airwaves uh, throughout our live streams and whatnot. So you see it all the time. And we only have, what, seven, eight commercials, I think, uh, roughly. And I always told my dad, I was like, you know, the Polly Eyes commercial has been the longest running commercial. That was the first commercial we ever did. Uh, and it wasn't even that we, he just gave us the audio and we put together the pictures and I, I always tell my dad, I'm like, you know, we should probably update it sometime. So many people have listened to the same one over and over. Uh, so maybe we'll try to get Joey to update a little bit. Maybe we'll actually get some video and whatnot now that the restaurant's opening back up, uh, which is great to see happy for Joey and them. Uh, but what a huge, uh, sponsor he's been for us from the very beginning. And, uh, the news we announced last night, he is now our official red zone sponsor, uh, during the football season. So the upcoming football year, it'll be known as the Poly Eyes Red Zone. And uh, my dad will probably make a really fun graphic that has to do with like red tomato sauce or something having to do with Red Zone. I don't know. There's so many different opportunities for that. Uh, I'm getting off topic. Let's go to baseball and softball. So the baseball and softball season starts next week, uh, next Monday, I believe. Uh, May 25th is the very first game. It's also the first time we will be out on the field. Uh, it is a baseball matchup, our first night, May 25th. It's a doubleheader at 5.30. The Albia Braves come to town, and that game will be live on the Tiger Sports Livestream Network. We'll bring back our uh, mic'd up segments with Coach Stenberg and Coach Doty on the softball side. And you never know, we might branch out, get a couple assistant coaches, and maybe, just maybe, I'm not saying a promise, we might try to get a player. I don't know. I don't know if that's possible. I've always wanted to put it on an outfielder and just see what they say out there um, or have it so we could talk to them. I don't know. The MLB does it a couple times in spring training. I thought it was really cool. Our next game will be a softball matchup May 27th. The Montezuma Braves come to town. That's at 730. Very next day, May 28th, East Marshall at 730. That is baseball. June 4th, it is softball. Pella Christian at 730. Next day again, June 5th, baseball, West Branch at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. 
Always good when West Branch and Grinnell play. They play each other pretty much every single year in baseball. Another softball game, June 10th. North Mahaska, 7.30 at night at the Softball Diamonds. Next day, June 11th, Pella, doubleheader at 5.30 for the baseball team. Softball on June 16th, Oskaloosa at 7.30. Their very next day again, a couple back-to-back days. Baseball on June 15th, Benton Community comes to town. That game's at 7.30. Baseball again on June 23rd, Indianola at 7.30. Then we go to softball on June 25th. Norwalk comes to town for a doubleheader starting at 5.30. Knoxville comes to town again after that June 29th. Baseball side at 7.30 against the Panthers. Softball to start the month of July on the 2nd. Uh, nice little 4th of July weekend coming right there. I think 4th of July is on a Saturday or Sunday, I believe. So that probably a Friday night game. That'll be fun. Uh, Newton softball, 7.30 on July 2nd. Then to end the year, it's two home baseball games. July 6th against Center Point Urbana at 7.30, and July 8th against Fairfield at 7.30. We will not be able to do the final two or three home games. I think it's Ballard and Clear Creek and Mana come to town because of uh, I'm headed off to Grandview this fall, and uh, Tyler is going to start his college at Marshalltown. Uh, our family decided let's go on one final big family vacation. And we're headed to Disney World in Florida. Uh, we haven't been there since 2008, so we're going to make a drive down there. Yes, I said drive. Uh, I Trust me, I'm not I'm not too thrilled about it, but, you know, you save a little bit of money. Uh, we are driving down to Florida, and we're going to Disney World that week. We will be back for the postseason for baseball and softball, we believe. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's it's going to happen. We'll be back if Grinnell, or, if Grinnell baseball or softball gets a home playoff game. We will be there for it. So we're hoping so. Both teams have pretty good uh, teams on the plate. We might have to sit down with Stenberg and Doty uh, to just kind of see what they have on tap. Grinnell did have a scrimmage uh, against Linville Sully. Both the softball and baseball teams played Linville Sully. Uh, They didn't keep score, but uh, it was good to see a couple of the teams out there. My dad and I went out. It was kind of rainy, kind of cold. We got a couple pictures, but... Uh, Very excited to be getting in the baseball and softball season once again. Let's move over to soccer. Last night, uh, us with the Tiger Sports Livestream Network, we headed over to TT Cranny, and we broadcasted a soccer game, girls' soccer game for that matter. That was the first time we have ever done soccer, and we're closing in on almost all the sports, but you got to realize some of the sports we probably just won't be able to do ever. Track and field is a possibility. If we ever want to do it, could be possible. Tennis. Probably not, because there is really nowhere to do tennis and cross-country. Really nowhere to do cross-country. But, you know, we're close. We checked another one off the list, girls' soccer at TT Cranny. A lot of people have asked boys' soccer. Boys' soccer uh, is at Orange Park. There is nowhere to do it at Orange Park. So if the boys' soccer team wants to head on over to the soccer field that is made for TT Cranny, like the girls did, you never know. We could be doing some boys soccer games as well and with the rumor that we are going to be getting turf for the football field you never know it could be right around the corner I think it's uh, very possible we could end up getting both the boys and girls soccer teams on the field so that's going to be exciting to see how that turns out but yes a very fun night for us Uh, it was a very wet night out on the field we were dry up in the press box we got to be in the very top section of the press box for the first time uh, it rained pretty much the entire game. A couple, you know, it was misty once in a while, but 
you know, sometimes it would downpour a little bit and then it would light up and then it downpour. And by the end of the game, it was a full on downpour to finish. So credit to all the girls playing really hard. It was senior night. So congratulations to all those seniors. Um, you can go back and watch the live stream. Uh, the game was a great game. Grinnell beat Oski 5-1. to one. Grinnell gets their first Little Hawkeye Conference win of the season. And Ivy Schmidt, uh, who is big on the basketball court, comes in big on the soccer field. Five goals for Ivy Schmidt, and they were all in the span of 15 minutes. It was an insane beginning of that ball game for Grinnell. And they cruised from the rest of there. Really didn't have to do much the rest of the game. They get a 5-1 victory. Uh, so congratulations to that girls' soccer team. It was a blast to watch. Uh, my dad and I had fun doing it. Again, I prefaced it at the beginning that my terminology for soccer is nowhere near what it is for, say, football or basketball. So I kind of was, you know, kind of going with whatever. I had to look up a couple things on my computer. My dad was telling me, he's like, apparently I kept saying a scrum in the middle. And my dad doesn't know what a scrum is. I don't really know what a scrum is either. I just say it's just a ton of players getting together and trying to fight for a ball. But what do I know? Um, <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. It was a good crowd for the rain over there for the, uh, senior night. It was also faculty night. So all the players on the team got to choose one faculty member that they want to recognize. They walked out onto the field with them before the game. Uh, we were able to catch that. We might try to put something together there. Uh, that'll be big for us. Um, if we can put that together, uh, but it was a great night. Happy for the Grinnell girls soccer team. The boys' soccer team, I believe, either tonight or tomorrow, meaning Thursday, I think their sub-state starts tomorrow, and I think they're at home, but you have to get tickets. You can't just walk up to the gate and get tickets. I think you have to get it beforehand, unless, you know, this is just a secret between you and me. You could technically pull up into the parking lot and just watch from your car, but you got to get a really good front-row seat if you're going to do that, and you have the possibility of your car getting hit with the soccer ball, so I don't know if we want that, but it's probably going to be wet. It's probably going to be rainy. Just a heads up, uh, so just be prepared because that's what this week has been. Even though we've needed the rain, uh, I'm not going to complain about it, but it has been uh, not really favorable for a couple others. Uh, as I'm recording this, the girls' tennis team is off in Pella, and I think I saw Lauren Bolte and Kara Fenske won uh, their games. Let me check as I go throughout. Uh, Bear at the Net is their Twitter handle. They do a great job keeping up with uh, all the scores and stuff on Twitter. So, yeah, the one seeds, Lauren Bolting and Karafensky, fell behind 1-3 early. Then they storm back and win 11 straight for their 6-3, 6-0 win at Pella. And uh, I thought it was an individuals tournament, but I guess it was uh, individuals and uh, doubles, unless they're talking in individual form. So, again, I'm not a tennis guy. You know, I try to get into every single sport, getting better at it. This past year, it's I've devoted a lot of my time to wrestling, and I've become a pretty good uh, wrestling fan. Uh, but I still got some learning to do, and that was apparent last night if you go back and listen to the broadcast. But uh, speaking of the broadcast and going forward for what the rest of this podcast is, the main reason we wanted to get back on the airways here to give you a podcast, we were able to sit down with some of the track athletes that are going to the state track meet uh, tomorrow Friday and Saturday at the Drake Stadium in Des Moines, Iowa. The Iowa High School State Track Meet is there, and a couple of Grinnell athletes are headed there. Quite a few Grinnell athletes, actually. Uh, and we're going to, we sat down with them. They came up during the booth, or in the booth at the beginning of the game, in the middle of the game a little bit, and then we talked to them most of the second half while the game was going on in the background. And uh, you will be able to hear all that right here. So, first up, it'll be Mary and Kayla. We did an interview with them. And uh, I'll send you right there to him.
Okay, so we're up in the booth here before the game. We have Mary and we have Kayla up here, two track stars with us. Get a quick interview here. In. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll start with you, Kayla. Introduce yourself and uh, tell us what your events you're running in state and uh, what you've ran in just in general this season. Okay, so my name is Kayla Seek. I'm a junior and I qualified in the 800 and the 1500, so those are both Saturday. In the season, I kind of ran a little bit of everything. I did a lot of sprints and a lot of distance as well, so I did uh, the 100, 200, 400, 800, 1500, and a handful of relays, so I've done a little bit of everything. Mary, what about you? Um, I'm Mary Jacobson. I'm a freshman. Um, I run the 3000, which is on Thursday, and this season, I've pretty much stuck to longer distances. So like the 3,000, the 15, and the 8. And I guess I did do a couple 400s in there too. So since you're a freshman, obviously it's your first year. You're a junior. Have you been to state before? No, this is my first time. Excited? Yeah. So as you both know that Tyler's my son, and I've seen all the boy or the co-ed meets. We won't call them boy-girl meets, all the co-ed meets. And as the year has gone by, it seems like both boys and girls struggled in the beginning but the last three or four meets, would you guys agree that you just keep getting stronger and stronger in a lot of your events? I mean, times have improved. I've seen you in the beginning of the year that you were like, what in the world am I doing to down in Pella and you look like the superstar running. And how in the world do you, to me to think about a 1600 or I guess in, in, in the women's it's 1500, but to go 3000, so that is how many laps total? Uh, seven and a half. Seven and a half laps. How do you put your mindset in the set that you could say, I want to keep going? Um, I just kind of take it one lap at a time. And I don't know, I enjoy like running the 3000. It's my favorite event, so that also helps. Um, if I like didn't like it, that would kind of suck. But um, yeah, and I don't know. Like you get on the track and like the adrenaline starts going and like the fans. So that helps you get through it, I guess. But you? Yeah, I mean, we've put in a lot of work throughout the season, and just no matter how a meet goes, we come back the next week and we work really hard in practice, and we've really grown as a team, and everyone's dropped a lot of time, and once you get on the track, it's just, you've trained for it, you're confident, and you just do what you can do. So this whole thing at the Blue Oval, does it scare you, or are you excited for it? Um, I, I'm excited for it. Like, I think it'll be fun because there's some of the top runners in the nation that are going to be there. Um, which is going to be fun to run against them. Um, obviously, it won't be up there with them, but, yeah, it'll be fun to race against them. Is it, is it a little bit scary when you look and you say, everyone could go to Varsity Bound and say, ooh, these are the quick stats, and they may be here, and you're thinking, how in the world could I ever be running in that same class in their five and six seconds faster? But you're going to be put in that same category because – you made it. You qualified. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just really cool. It's a really good opportunity to get out there and just compete with those girls who run really fast and see what you can do. Do you have personal goals when it comes to the race this weekend or this upcoming week? Like, do you have anything personal that you want to accomplish? Yeah. I think both of us really have some times in mind mm -hmm. that we want to hit and just PR in both of them and yeah. just get out there and compete and see what <laughs> we can do. Mm -hmm. How many times have you hit your PR that you set for yourself at the beginning of the year? Have you hit it and just keep going, I can be better next time? Yeah, well, I had, like, at the beginning of the year, I had a season goal. And I haven't – I'm five seconds away from that. So, obviously, my goal is to hit that at Drake. Um, but, like, every race, 
I've pretty much PR'd every time, except for a couple, which has just been really fun and motivating to do that every time, so. Yeah, I always have like a time in mind that I'd like to hit or a place that I'd like to, but I also like to surprise myself. So I just go out there and I don't really worry about the clock too much. Like, yeah, I want to hit those paces, but in the end, I just want to see what I can do. What's your greatest moment so far in this track season? Oh, um, I <laughs> to have a track season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. Both. I mean, you you didn't get to have track season last year. Oh, no, obviously, yeah. middle school didn't yeah. have it either. But mm-hmm. I guess that's a plus. Yeah. yeah, that that is nice. <laughs> um, I don't know. Obviously, districts was kind of fun because I had in mind that I could maybe make it to state uh, a couple meets before that, but I it was like a goal kind of at that track meet to make it. And uh, me and the girl behind me, she was one second off from beating me. So it was a close race. So it was, it was fun to run that. I think that was probably my highlight so far. Yeah, I think conference, my conference 1500 was a highlight. There's some really good competition in that 1500, especially those DCG girls. And I just really went out hard, got out as hard as I could. And I stuck with the girls that I wasn't quite sure I was going to be able to stick with. And at the end, I just, like, closed as hard as I could trying to catch the girl in second. And she's really fast. Like, she's placed in top 15 in cross country at state. So it was just really cool seeing that I can compete with those girls. And I had a huge PR. Yeah, I don't know if Coach Casey shared with you guys, but at your conference meet, a lot of those girls are going to be – they are in their top top Mm -hmm. seven, top Mm -hmm. ten. Of course, before every race, you know, their announcer was always good to make the – the underdog feel bad about such and such is number four, such and such is number one. So how does that drive you to to race? Do the when you know that someone's that much better, does that make you run that much harder in that race in order to say that I could be that person to say I was there or I beat him? Yeah, I think it definitely does make you run faster. Um I don't know, just kind of it gets in your head that, like, you're running against some of the best, and to be the best, you have to run against them. So, yeah, it kind of pushes you more, I think. Final question before we let you guys go. The, the you know, constant practicing every single day after school, everything else, but up to this week leading up, what does practice look like this week? Are you going really light? Are you going, you know, strong at it? Or how we, how do you pace yourself this week going forward? Uh, Mary and I have had a little bit of trouble holding ourselves back. We've been really like, pushing it in practice, but we're just trying to like take a deep breath and know that we want to be our best when we race Thursday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I had my last workout this season today. Mary had hers yesterday, and so we just got out on the track one last time and really pushed ourselves and tried to hit those paces that we we're going to try and hit Thursday and Saturday. Yeah, and it, it's I, I like having a workout like this week. Um, it's just kind of motivating and like ups our confidence. Um, coming into state, which is nice. Are you still having fun? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's all that matters. We appreciate you guys coming up. Good luck at state. Thank you. And, Thank uh, you. We'll be watching it here. <laughs> we are here at. It's going to be halftime. It's halftime. It's going to be halftime. It's yeah. going to be halftime of the or whenever the halftime of the soccer game is. We have Hannah Klein with us. Shot put qualifier for state. Hannah, why don't you tell us what grade you're in? I'm in 10th grade. 10th grade. So you're a sophomore. Is this the first time you've gone to state? Uh, yeah, in high school. Are you excited about it? For the most part, yeah. It's thrilling to actually know I've made it. So. Try it one more time. It's kind of thrilling, to be brutally honest. 
What is uh, so going into the year? Did you have some personal goals of throwing for distance? Um, yeah, for shot put, I wanted to hit 40 feet. Not there yet. My goal is to make that by Friday. Um, and disc, my goal is just to get over 100, which I accomplished, but didn't make it to state for that one. So. So what is at the qualifier in Pella? What was your district throw to actually get you in? Um, shot put was 37.7, and then disc I threw 111 for a PR. I was really close to qualifying, but not close enough. So. So in districts, did you was that second place in Pella then? Um, for the districts. For me. Yeah. Uh, districts, I actually qualified fourth and fifth place. So. But your distance, due to the qual state qualifier, you got in to state. Yeah. Okay, so just a, a little a briefing on that. How the districts qualified, there was eight districts set up. There was the top two of every district went, and then they take the next eight best throws of all the districts time. combined. Or not time. So if it was a runner, it was a time. If it was a thrower, discus, or a shot put. So that's how Hannah got in was hers fell into the next eight best throws of the state. So you're in the top 24. That's got to make you feel pretty good right there, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, going to Drake, the Blue Oval. You've, you've seen probably many pictures and heard about the crowds. We've just heard today the crowd is going to be unlimited capacity. So when you throw, how do you how do you feel about throwing with all kinds of people watching you? Um, it's probably going to be a little scary, but I mean. Just don't pay attention to them, and I think I'll do okay. Is your uh, when you throw? So there's a couple different ways to throw shot put. There's some people that throw it just like they do their discus and spin. Other people do a two-step jog and then a toss. How do you throw your shot put? Um, I glide, so I kind of do the two-step two glide and then, and then turn the throw. Foreign language to me. <laughs> what what's this week look like? I mean, how have you been preparing this week? You've been going light, you know. You just, I mean, how has this week looked for you in terms of how you're preparing yourself? Um, the first practice was really light. It was just a little core workout. Um, now today, actually, we did more of like throwing as much as you can, just getting ready, getting your arms going. And then I think the next few days before Friday, it's going to be a little light, so we don't overwork ourselves. So in the in the normal season of, of running, which you're 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 not running, you're a thrower. It, it's a lot of just they run every day. They build up their stamina. They their weightlifting is more balanced towards their legs. For yourself, what is what type of weightlifting do you do to prepare for this to throw a shot put? Um, we do a variety. So we'll either do squats one day. We'll do arms and shoulders the other day, or we'll do back. So kind of just a variety of like what you did before, so then you'll do a new thing the next day. Which so. what a lot of people don't realize is how much the back muscles are important when throwing shot put because if you can't keep a, a good base, you're pretty much you're either going to be hurt <laughs> or you're going to be hurt. <laughs> uh, so the of your you said you threw your PR at Pella. Mm -hmm. Did you? Going into the year, did you have a PR prior to that that you just kept getting better? Um, I think my main goal was just 40. Like, if I kept going up, I'd be, oh, that's cool. But then I know, like, I want to hit 40, so that's where I'm going to try to go. So it was pretty exciting getting, like, more PRs, but I knew 40 was the way to go. Well, gradual improvement's always the best instead of hitting a lull. It's like a brick wall. You hit it, it's like, what the world's going on with me? I'm not going anywhere. But 
that's pretty incredible that you got you hit that goal um, go back and look at this whole crazy year of, of COVID and we finally got to run track this year last year no one got to do anything in track or do no sporting events period outside what was your greatest memory of track this year um it'd probably be all the goofy times we have in practice like with the guys and girls mixed up at the rings all the, like the throwing or mess ups that we do is a laugh for sure what uh we had quite a few co-ed meets this year uh what and I've, I've gone to almost all of them with my son tyler running in them it seems like there's a lot of camaraderie of support from the boys and girls to each other. I mean, do you feel that same way that it, it always is like, whatever I do, it's not just the girls that are supporting me on the team, but it seems like the boys are, do you feel that as a, a teammate to say that the boys are your teammate equal to all the girls on the, the track team? Yeah, I actually like going to the boys a lot more. They're like more loud and more supportive a lot more and they like to come and watch you more. And throwing with them kind of makes me feel like I can throw really far with the tips that they're giving me, especially the older kids that are like seniors and juniors, looking up to them, knowing that they're throwing like 50 feet already. Like, I want to get that far. So. Well, it's, uh, it's a great accomplishment. Not everyone could say that they made it to state. So congratulations with that. And uh, we wish you the best. Yeah, I, I will be there. I'll be there cheering on Tyler and the 4 by 2 team. You guys actually throw fri Friday or Thursday? We throw Friday. Friday. Okay. So um, we'll be there and we'll get to see it. So congratulations again and the best of luck. Thank you. Yeah. There you go. So we got the whole track team in here. Uh, we'll take a break from the game. We'll still show it. But uh, So I guess pass the mic around. Say your name and your year and what you're running in. So start with whoever. I don't care. Someone take it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, try again. My name is Rhett Nagel. I am a junior, and I'm running in the 4x200 relay. Cool. My name is Gavin Cooper. I am a junior, and I will be participating in high jump. Uh, my name is Brayden Penich. I'm a senior, and I'll be running the 1600. Uh, my name is Joshua Osborne. I am a junior, and I am running in the 4x200-meter relay. I'm Jared Nickel. I'm a senior, and I'm running in the 4x2 relay. Uh, I'm Aaron Campbell. I'm a junior, and I'll be throwing discus. I'm Oliver Loudon. I'm a sophomore, and I'll be throwing shot put. I'm Tyler Walker. I'm a senior, and I'll be running the 4x2. And you're late. <laughs> <laughs> so, communication by coach. <laughs> We got we got everyone in here. Plus, so, we got Coach Wardenberg behind me too. So uh, we'll get a little input from him after we go through all the questions here. So uh, I guess we'll just start out. Well, first of all, congratulations to you all for making state. That's really cool. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, sir. I guess one the first question I'll ask: You didn't have track last year, so I mean, what was it like coming into this season, preparing for it, that you didn't have it last year, and you know, uh, just all coming together last second? It feels like. Um, it was kind of a bummer last year. Season got canceled right before the first meet. Um, so this year we just came back together. You know, we decided we we're gonna have some really good team shit this year, <laughs> and we're we're gonna we're gonna pull it together. We're gonna make a few things to state. Definitely agree with him. Uh, I feel like uh, it just felt like a long time since we'd really gotten on the track. So it was kind of a you know, something to get used to, and me and Josh especially, right, the first handoff of our first meet, we 
well, was a little rough to say the least. Oh, it was pretty bad. <laughs> it, it was pretty bad, but uh, we got it. We've gotten it figured out since then, so I'm glad that happened. What's What's been one of the challenges this year? I mean, we're kind of through the pandemic somewhat, uh, pretty much. You know, masks are coming off. Anything? Have there been any obstacles this year at all? I mean, with track so far. Well, with uh, us not running last year, then we're probably not as well conditioned or didn't start as well conditioned as we could have been. So my times from two years ago, are, or they started out as the same, but they've definitely changed. I'd agree. I'd just say the gap that we had didn't really allow us to stay, I guess, as focused in the beginning of the year. But I think throughout the season, like through the mistakes with like Rhett and Josh, it allowed us to really, really take our time and really make make jokes about it and kind of give each other a hard time, which I think that was the best part about this team is that, you know, we made a lot of mistakes during the season, but I think us giving each other a hard time and us kind of just having fun with it is kind of what made it go by probably a lot better than I think other teams probably had it. So you got, you talk about the support thing. You guys have great support for each other. My favorite is, is it during the mile? Y'all do the, your chance it's when, or whatever? It's when our guys are running the two mile and the mile. It's when Jonas and Braden and we had White Eaton doing it as well. We uh, we like chanting, getting the, getting them wild up, which we definitely got some weird looks, but we definitely also got a lot of compliments from coaches around the conference and the state. Really appreciating the support that you see because when you think of track, you don't really think of guys up and down and yelling and just hollering about. So it's kind of it's kind of fun to bring that chaotic environment into the track and field scene. Yeah, Josh definitely changed that game. <laughs> okay, so let's talk a little bit about opportunities to go to state. So I know that uh, Coach has been there a few times, taken teams, and knows what the atmosphere is like at the, the Blue Ovals. And this morning... They just changed that whole aspect of what the atmosphere is going to be like. So going into last week, everyone thought that everyone's mom and dads or whoever they chose to be sitting in the stands is going to be that, probably a capacity of about 35 to 50%. And as of today at 9 o'clock, the gates were opened up that you're going to have the full atmosphere of 100% capacity. How does that sit with you guys knowing that when you run, you're going to have the stands packed full, and it's going to be the largest track meet you've ever ran at. Um, it got us really excited this morning, especially when I heard about it. I was in Skillern's room, and I just, you know, I was so pumped because freshman year when I ran at State, it was really fun. There's so many people cheering. It was so loud, and the environment was just so electric that uh, I didn't want anyone else to miss out on that this year. Yeah, it feels great. It feels good to finally start turning that corner and get back to a new normal. And there's there's nothing like competing on a, a big stage. And that just brings a whole new intensity to the environment that you're in. In here, who has ran at State before? Show of hands. Uh, me, Josh. Okay, Josh, Josh, Josh is the only one. Super quad man. <laughs> uh, okay, so for everyone else... First time opportunities. We're all first timers. What's that feeling for you? Knowing that the stage has just changed and it's going to be one of the biggest nights of your life or biggest mornings. I think for a lot of us, I think it's not a lot different than other sports. We've had some pretty decent success, I'd say, in our other sports this season. And I'd say the atmosphere that we're going into here isn't that much different than what we've seen in playoff environments for other sports. So I think it'll be, it'll be a fresh start for a lot of us, but I think we'll be more or less excited the nervous so yeah I think with the bigger bigger atmosphere definitely help us run faster I know I personally like the, the loud crowds and a lot of cheering it makes me energized feel ready now all of you guys are multi-sport athletes is that correct yeah touch on how track 
helps in each of the individual whatever you guys do for uh, different sports? Uh, I hundred percent. I believe that the the most useful thing that comes out of track is the cardiovascular, you know, endurance. It, it definitely helps with other sports because you know you're always running, you're always doing stuff, and you need to be able to you know keep going. And I feel like the best way to train that is literally just to run. So if you're in a sport where you're running, you know, there's no better way to do that. Do any of you guys run more than your coach? Yes, all of us. Uh, Jonas does. <laughs> I think Jonas might actually. I'd like to say that uh, Coach ran a sprint workout with us, uh, and he was the only one close to throwing up, so all of us were fine. Uh, so what's this week been like? Well, first of all, let's talk about last night you guys had your cookout thing, whatever. Tell us about that. You guys had a bags tournament. Who ended up winning? How that did Coach end up winning? Tell us. Uh, I'll start with this. I feel like it was rigged, personally. We had a uh, bags tournament. I feel like me and my partner, Gavin Cooper, over here, I feel like we personally, we, we definitely deserved to win, but I feel like the games were just a little bit rigged. Uh, we had that comeback mentality, had a, had a great victory over uh, Aaron and Tyler. Uh, we were down about six points, still came back. Uh, but overall, good experience, fun time, except for Evan Mahoney. Uh, he, shout out to Evan. He... Uh, but really likes Mountain Dew, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about the rig part. I'm, Rhett and Seapup just weren't the greatest bags throwers. But <laughs> all I know is that Jake Green and myself made it to the championship against coaches. They kind of switched up the rules on us, and we lost. <laughs> and they were defending champs, but whatever. <laughs> so practice-wise, what's this week been like? Really light? You know, how how is... Because you guys, do you all run on the same day or compete on the same day mostly, or no, a couple separate? So like, how do you how do you set up each day? What's this week been like practice wise? We started off the week with a not a super hard workout compared to the hard, tougher workouts we've had throughout the year, but it was it was a little more speed endurance workout day, kind of stay keep your muscles ready for the meet on Thursday, and then. Today was a little bit lighter, practicing handoffs these next couple days, and uh, just working on kind of the short speed twitch muscle stuff throughout the rest of this week. I'd say we had a few guys come back, uh, speaking of Jonas, and he stayed around this postseason, kind of still working out with Braden, preparing him for his mile, and I'll let him talk on that. But I think having those guys stay around and help prepare our other athletes really shows the commitment that's, that this team has this season, the, the want to succeed from our other teammates. So. Yeah, my, my workout has been a little lighter. It was going to be mostly light the rest of this week, but I had a bit of a faster workout today because I'm trying to drop a little more time because this will be my last last race. So let's bounce over to the, uh, the discus, Aaron. What's it like? How do you practice here? Because it could be raining Friday, and it's uh, raining today. It raining do you, go out, do you go out and throw and just assume this is what you're going to throw in? or? Um, that, that's exactly what we're doing. Um, um, Coach Skillern has been – you know he's kind of emphasized this that um, the haze in the barn you know the work is done so we're just kind of polishing up the throw and hoping to get a good throw on Thursday is when I throw but um, yeah Aaron you've also had a, a, a track season of personal best every so every track meet I've gone and watched you just keep getting better and better is is that on your goal I mean everyone wants to improve but 
are you on track to what you thought you were going to be at the first of the year? Or are you still got, you always want to go for the best? Um, well, coming into this year, you know, we already touched on this. Um, since there wasn't a season last year, there was a lot of uncertainty of where I would be at. Um, I just kind of surprised myself the first meet, um, throwing 135. And we just kind of kept building from there. Uh, it's been it's been good, though. Let's go over there to Oliver. Second place. It's a nice little throw you had down there in districts. Thank you. Did uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say this to be smart or anything, but did you surprise yourself? Or was this a throw that you just knew you had in you and you kept going and as the year went, you just, that was on the goal set for you? I thought I had a little more in me, but I didn't think that a foot and basically eight inches PR, I don't think I, I didn't think I could do that. But I surprised myself a little bit with that throw, yeah. There's always a little bit to chase there. It seemed like all season that you get the throw against Cody Highsmith that's shooting out there, you know, 54, 50 consistently that it definitely gives you something to shoot for when you see a flag that you want to throw a little bit further for. Yeah, uh, just being around him and watching him, his speed, his explosiveness, it's just it's made me want to go harder and try and throw farther than he is. I'm only about six feet away from him, so I really want to get there and try to beat him. Well, you'll, that's probably the only good thing you'll hear me say about a Pella person, so I think that you can hit that six feet next year and just keep going. So each, I assume each of you has a goal for this week, for what, what do you guys want to do? Like what, I guess, kind of go around and just explain what's the one thing, whether that be a time, whether that be you know, a plaque on the wall or something, what, what's the one goal that you guys want to try to beat? I mean, for 4 by 2 ever since about, I'd say the Grinnell meet, we got placed top seven for our class. And I think once we hit that mark, I think we all looked at each other and knew, hey, this is possible. We could get our names on the wall at the end of the season. Obviously, a PR is our biggest goal going into today's meet. One, breaking 131 is the main idea. And I think sixth place and anything better is just icing on the cake for us. Well, I got a lot of competition in the 16, and most of most of my years just been trying to run that much faster and that much faster. I didn't have an initial goal until I want to say it was last Thursday we had districts. Or was it was the Thursday before that. Yep, last Thursday. Until then, I didn't have like an ultimate goal because I never really thought state was a thing or possible. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, did I prove myself wrong. So I think my goal for uh, this is just just run as fast as I possibly can. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing for the 4 by 2 so we made a little competition between ourselves. Uh, yeah, we heard. Yeah, we're, going, we're, we're going to Buffalo Wild Wings afterwards, and we said whoever runs the so, slowest split's got to eat the hottest sauce there. So we all really don't want to eat that sauce. Gonna we're going to be running as fast as we possibly can. Uh, you know, a fire behind our butt, we're going to be zooming. Literally. I'm, I'm not eating that wing. I'm not eating that sauce. Neither am I. That's going to be a rough ride home. It's up to Jared. <laughs> All right, let's hand. We got a couple of questions for Coach here, so we'll have him step up. Y'all, y'all are free to go. Thank you down for having us. Uh, you probably don't want to go outside because <laughs> yeah. it's downboard. You can hang out. And you can make faces at Coach <laughs> or whatever. You guys are good to go. You're free to go. Good luck Thanks, to all guys. you guys. Thanks, Thanks guys. Good luck Thursday, Friday. <laughs> Braden, you run Saturday. Yep. So Saturday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. See you guys. We'll see you. Drive safe. <laughs> <laughs>
So coach, you see all those guys and all the hard work that they've put in uh, so far this season. You know, what? what's your thought? I mean, it's kind of out of your hands. It's just kind of whatever they do. I mean, what's your thoughts going into this week? My thoughts, we kind of talked about it the other day. I want them to, you know, it's a track. It's a 400-meter track. Go out, and we want to PR. Our goal is to PR, and everything will take care of itself. So, you know, like Aaron, we're wanting him to shoot for 160s in the discus. Uh, Oliver, 50s in the shot put. My brother was a shot putter. He placed at 54. So, I mean, getting up in the 50s could get you a chance to place. Uh, Aaron, talked about him. Uh, Gavin Cooper reaching six foot in the high jump. Four by two, breaking one, 132, running 131 could give you a chance to place. Uh, Braden in the mile, possibly low 430s. So, I mean, we have goals for all of them. We just want them all to PR and run, have a good experience and run well at state and throw well. It seems like all year, I mean, from the very first track meet, we've just seen we've seen in continuous improvement. We see how the runs, we see how the handoffs get better. We, we constantly, in, as you put out your nightly report after any type of track meet, this person PR, this person PR. It's just seemed to be a continuous, I guess you could say a coach's dream that you continuously see improvement. But to see multiple PRs by a group of individuals or an individual has to even be better than that. I mean, it, how? what do you say to put your arms around? Is it just their determination that's making them that much better? Or Yeah, they just – this year they bought in. They were – it was a really tight-knit group. And like I told them at the end of the year, it's probably the one of the funnest groups I've been around because they just really meshed well together, distance, throwers, hurdlers, sprinters. And they didn't really care what event they were. They just all really worked well together. And we talked to them early in the season after a couple meets and said, you guys got to buy into the little things because there's a lot of little things right now that we need to focus on. And once we get them, we'll, we'll be one of those elite squads with some guys up there competing for places. And once they bought in, it was, it was full go. And it was one of those – also another one where we had some depth this year especially with sprinters we had a lot of guys where you know we had Wyatt go down and we had some guys step in and it didn't affect us we had a lot of guys that were working hard all year and it was it worked out just perfect for us and we actually ended up running faster later in the year with all those guys uh, focusing on knowing they'd get shots wherever things came and uh, we told them just keep competing with each other in practice and when you go into meets it'll show. Well, one thing that we did notice was, and we, we kind of joked about it a little bit in the beginning, at the first meet we went to, the Benton meet, was how Josh and the group of the, I guess the 4x1, the 4x2, the sprinters were constantly getting on the side of the track <laughs> and, and cheering and, you know, kind of getting the old, old momentum going. But then we noticed it didn't stop there, that when you saw someone, Jake Green was jumping. A group was over there when someone Oliver and Aaron were throwing shot put. It was just a constant following, and then when we get to Pella Tuesday night, same thing. And then at the districts, they pop and say, "Hey, those big groups need to move away from the long jump. Those big groups need." And it's like, what do you mean? That's the, that's what's pumping these kids up, and now you're telling them they can't have a cheering stand except for in the stands. So a little bit of disappointment on, on the Pella yeah. districts on that side. It, 
it, they definitely kept the intensity all year. I, Josh is great with that stuff. He comes out and creates a different level of intensity, and guys follow that. And it kind of started at you and I. I was Coach Skillern didn't go. I went. Uh, he kept stayed at home with the rest of the team, and so they're all sitting in a group on the far side of the stadium, and I'm actually on the opposite side watching. I think it was the long jump and Rhett eventually run the 60 and I can hear all of them just yelling and screaming and that's kind of where it started and then it just elevated from there and it was good. It wasn't anything, anything bad. They just created excitement and other coaches actually at Williamsburg complimented us on how, how cool they thought it was, how excited the team their our guys were for, you know, another event and they weren't even, you know, running or, it wasn't even their kind of event. They were sprinters or throwers doing it, and we had distance runners running. So they were other coaches were pretty excited to see that during the year, and our guys just kept it going. Well, it was funny in the beginning of the year. Like I said, the the parents was like, "Whose kids are those?" And then by the time they got to the end, when the long distance showed up, they're like, "Okay, now the Grinnell kids are going to do this," and you'd already <laughs> hear them just kind of talking in the background. So it, it was definitely it went all the way up into the stands and, and kind of echoed out a little bit of fun there. Um, after this year, okay, you have three seniors running. Mm -hmm. yep. What is, what what's is the, the what's the future? What's the blanks fill in? And not, not only do you only have three seniors that run, but like you said, Wyatt went down. Jake Green's filled in the spot, many spots of, of long jump. What is coming up for next year that we're looking forward to? Well, we bring back, obviously, Aaron, Oliver, Gavin, Rhett, Josh, who are all state qualifiers, which is great. Uh, we lose a great group of seniors. They're guys that have been around the program for a while, guys that came in, contributed all, uh, right away. So it's a really good group. I mean, we hate to lose them, but yet we still have some guys like an Evan Mahoney or a Brody Pettig coming up. Grace Caponzu has been doing pretty well in the long jump. We have a very young hurdle group with Brody Pettig, Carson Penich, uh, Jack Stevens did a little bit, and Bryce Lacey a little bit at the end of the year. Uh, so we got some guys coming up that need to fill some spots. I'm hoping there's a few guys that... Uh, I coach in football that I'd like to see out, so I want to see those guys come out and improve their speed. And you know, I told our guys, they're our biggest recruiters. They're the guys that have to go out and get those those buddies of theirs out to try and help our team be successful. So I think after this year, some guys will see what how the seniors did and how it paid off for them. So it'll definitely help our 7th and 8th graders. This year had a pretty good year, and I'm looking for them to have some guys that come up from eighth grade that are pretty good athletes and help us out in areas. Well, I look forward to seeing everyone coming up. Uh, I think that's going to be a big thing. And, I mean, good luck on this week. It's going to be a fun week. <laughs> Thank Stress, you. Stressful week probably for you sitting in the stands <laughs> doing it, but hopefully the weather can stay a little bit drier than it is right now. But uh, – it's fun to watch. I think I think you got a good shot to get some placement. I think it's going to be really interesting. Of, I know that just the big track meets that you have more people that we went to this year. It seems to be when the kids perform perform better. So I'm excited to see with that Drake Stadium being packed full, that how these kids are going to perform. Of having people actually cheering them on instead of they could hear 
me or they could hear the the four parents of the four by whatever team running only as they go by and now they're going to hear stands of people that don't even know them just cheering like crazy so yeah i i told them i said it's one of the coolest experiences and i said you know josh would know this when you get that baton or you're out running you have mike J announcing your name and the whole crowd is hearing it it's one of the coolest feelings in the world i mean i've been there i said from experience you guys will remember it as one of the biggest high school events you do. Well, it, we're looking forward we're to it. We're excited to work. We can't be there. So. <laughs> Thanks for letting your team come up and talk to us. Yeah. Thanks for talking to us. Thanks uh, for having us up. Yeah, congratulations on a good year, and congratulations on hopefully we'll bring – everyone likes to bring home some hardware. This oh, year yeah. I think you brought home a lot of hardware in different <laughs> spots, and yeah. as the year's gone by, it's definitely – you know, we started out with some bronzes, and we're bringing home silvers and a couple of gold. So mm-hmm. that's that's always nice to see. So thanks again for coming yep. up. Yeah. Yep. Thank you Thank for you. having me. Good luck. Thanks.